Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's the good word podcast listener? I use a robot voice due to losing my speech after multiple strokes in 2019. This way I get to do what I love most. This. If you would like to see the video version of this or any other Bigfoot video or documentary go to ghoststhathuntbacktv.com. What's the good word YouTube? Mumbles what's up with the Aussie robot voice? Well mate we are going to talk about Australian UFO encounters. Our interview with the family is at the end of the video and it's pretty cool. Take it away American Robot Voice. Thank you Aussie Robot Voice. Wait did you say about? Instead of about? Aboot is Canadian for about not Australian you freaking idiot mumbles do you do any research at all? Anyway let's do this shit. South Australia's X-Files, Curious Adelaide cracks open our most mysterious UFO cases. It's a question many of us have asked ourselves, are we alone in the universe? From flying saucers to balls of light rocketing through the sky. South Australia has had its fair share of reported UFO encounters. We'll start in the outback, where a traumatized family was allegedly lifted off the ground by aliens. It was still dark in the early hours of January 20, 1988, when the Knowles family was driving along the remote Nullarbor Plain. The seemingly mundane trip from Perth to Melbourne quickly turned to terror when they encountered an unidentified flying object that tormented them for 90 minutes. A large glowing object like a big ball chased Faye Knowles and her adult sons Patrick, Wayne and Sean down the highway, before landing on their roof and plucking them into the air. It apparently picked the car up off the road, shook it quite violently and forced the car back down on the road with such pressure that one of the tires was blown, a police spokesman told media at the time. In a state of shock, Sean Knowles put his foot on the accelerator as his mother screamed but, according to reports, their voices distorted like time was slowing down. I wound down the window and I felt this thing on the roof. All of this smoke stuff started coming into the car, the car was covered in black stuff, Faye Knowles told reporters after the incident. It was a small light and all of a sudden it became big like this, like a big ball. We thought we were dying, then we got out the car and we hid behind a little tree in the bushes and it couldn't find us. The family eventually made it to Seduna and reported the bizarre events to police who took their report seriously, given the state of the car, which was dented and had dust over it. The story made headlines around the world with skeptics and believers alike trying to make sense of what happened on that lonely stretch of road. Flying saucers and lights in the sky. UFO reports in the state can be traced back to the beginning of the 20th century but it wasn't until the early Cold War that they started appearing all over the place. Rockets were a new invention, originally for military purposes, that made the stars seem closer than ever before. It seems that, in an atmosphere of heightened political tension, people became spooked by strange lights in the sky. UFO researcher Keith Basterfield said Port Augusta was home to one of the state's first sightings. Even in the beginning of the flying saucer era in 1947 when the whole thing took off, we had one of the earliest sightings in Port Augusta, Mr. Basterfield said. Five metallic objects were seen by three people working at the Commonwealth Railways there. Even the government astronomer, we had such a person at the time, 
couldn't explain that sighting, reports made the front pages of newspapers of strange objects sighted from Air Peninsula to the outskirts of Adelaide. On January 22, 1954, the Bunyip newspaper reported three people had sighted a flying saucer over Galler. As the object approached at terrific speed they could make out the perfect shape of a saucer, pure white, the report stated. It looked no bigger than an ordinary saucer because of its great height. One case that still stumps Mr. Basterfield took place outside the remote community of Kimba on the air highway on the night of February 4, 1973. Four people in three separate cars all spotted it in a clearing they passed, an orange rectangle similar to an illuminated door in the scrub, with a strange figure standing inside. Police were baffled, so Mr. Basterfield and his team drove out to investigate. We had a look at the site, we took soil samples from the area, we had the samples analyzed looking for something unusual there he said. That's not your typical flying metallic saucer but it's a very, very strange set of observations by a group of independent people. And we never did get to the bottom of it. Another strange happening, in South Australia's Flinders Ranges in 2006, was witnessed by scores of people many kilometers apart. Service station owner John Teague was outside pumping tires when something plummeted through the sky. For some reason I glanced up and I yelled, look at that Lloyd, and this thing was hurtling through the air he said. Looked like, it was, about the size of a baseball just flying through the air rapidly. Mr. Teague made such a noise that a group across the street looked up and saw the same thing. Then all of a sudden, and this was quite some time later, a huge sonic boom rattled through the air, he said. I thought it might have been a meteor going through the air in daylight, I didn't know what it was, maybe space junk coming back. But it would have had to be pretty big for space junk for it to be that size way up in the air. To this day, what it was remains a mystery. So how common are UFO sightings in South Australia? South Australia's Astronomical Society's Paul Kernow said it's pretty common. The average city person doesn't look at the sky very often and sometimes when they do look up and see something strange, they can't really explain it, Mr. Kernow said. Late last year, the Pentagon admitted that up until 2012, it had been running a secret investigation into UFOs. But it seems that Australia's aerospace and security agencies don't keep detailed records or data on UFO sightings, at least, that's what they told us. When Curious Adelaide phoned SA Police to check whether it could shed some light on the matter there was a moment of silence, before some laughter. Senior Constable Mick Abbott did however make the following comment. If you stay on the line, I'll transfer you to Agents Mulder and Scully from our X-Files division. When the ABC contacted the CERO there was a similar repose. According to Paul Kernow, it's still common to get several dozen to hundreds of UFO reports each year in South Australia alone. But what's being reported is changing, he told us, with fewer sightings of flying saucers hovering over the land. Probably for every ten cases you get, nine can be explained in mundane terms, Mr. Kernow said. The majority of cases, unfortunately for those hoping for an encounter with the extraterrestrial, have a logical explanation. Quite often people report a little silver dot in the sky, and it, turned out to be an aircraft, he said. A lot of these things like planes, satellites, planets, even searchlights sometimes, can all add to what people are reporting. So is the truth really out there? UFO researcher Keith Basterfield was based in Adelaide when the Knowles family incident occurred. My first thought was here is a very interesting story that we can carry out some hard science on, he said. We've got a vehicle. We've got reported unusual dust on a vehicle, we've got a number of witnesses. If we could document all that we'd have a very strong case for saying something unusual occurred. However, 
The conclusion he reached was far from the extraterrestrial encounter portrayed by the media. The car had been forensically tested with nothing unusual found, and Mr. Basterfield had a more ordinary explanation for the bright light. We figured it was potentially a mirage caused by a temperature inversion that night, he said. That kind of mirage can make lights a long way in the distance curve over the Earth's horizon and appear to be much closer than they actually are. Although they saw the light approaching them, they never saw the, source of the, light reach them, so it never actually got to them, Mr. Basterfield said. It disappeared at that point in front of them so we figured a mirage of a track light several kilometers away could explain that. He also had a simple explanation for the car jumping and vibrating. If a tire explodes under your car going at really high speed you're going to get vibrations, you're going to get brake dust entering the vehicle, Mr. Basterfield said. It was simply a case of misunderstanding, of seeing a light in the distance, a tire bursting and those things had built up into a story. While it seems science offers an explanation for many of the sightings in the state, you'll need to decide for yourself whether it's more tale than truth. West of Eucla early yesterday, Mrs Faye Knowles and her three sons, Patrick, Sean and Wayne, say their car was chased in the night by a giant glowing egg-shaped object. The car was picked up, they say, shaken and dropped so hard it blew a tyre. They say the car was showered with dark ash, and police have confirmed that ash from somewhere was found on and in the car. A truck driver has corroborated the story, and two fishing boats in the Gulf have also reported UFO sightings about half an hour later. I have the Knowles family in our sister station, SAS7 in Adelaide, for this exclusive interview. Mr Knowles, how are you? Not bad, thank you. If I said to you and one of your sons, if, say, Patrick had come home late tonight and said to you, Mum, I'm late because I was crossing the Nullarbor and a big giant thing picked up my car and shook it and dropped it again, what would your reaction be if you hadn't been there? I would say he was crazy. Had you believed in UFOs before this? Never. Did no. we, were you at all tempted not to tell the police because people may take yes. the mickey out of you? We weren't going to go, but we made up our mind to go, you know, because it might happen to someone else. Well, let's go back to stage one. What time in the morning was it when, you, when it first happened? About five o'clock in the morning. And you were driving which way? Uh, towards then Victoria. Towards, uh -huh. Uh -huh. And did it suddenly come up behind you, in front of you, or just hover over the car? It was in the middle of the road. It was, sitting, you know, just in the middle of the road. Up in front of you? Yeah, in front of us. How big? Oh... Uh, well, it looked like, looked like truck lots to us, you know. I didn't take much notice. Uh, Sean said to me, oh, that's something unusual now. I said, I've come off it and you've got to be joking. Was and it still dark? It was pretty dark then, yeah. And you thought it was, Patrick, you thought they were just headlights sort of coming towards oh, you? I did, you know. You see something like that, you wouldn't take much notice. You'd, just think it's a truck or a car. Were you all awake at the time? Yes, yes, we were. Did it make a noise? Oh, it was terrible. It was terrifying. What was the noise like? It was, it was like a humming sound. Oh. And so when it got, you kept driving, approaching it, no, did it veer over your top of you or what? I was, <clears throat> I was driving. You were driving, Sean? Mm. And did, it, did you drive straight at it? Did it sw leap over you or what? Ah, uh, no, I had to put my foot down because it was chasing us. And well, did it get behind you somehow then? What it was, it was a fair hike back before it even jumped on the roof. Like you explained this, like it was a fair distance back. And the next second it was on the roof. Did you hear a clunking noise when it got on the roof? Yes, we did. Uh -huh. And then, Wayne, after that... How long did it go for? When did, when did it lift the car off the ground? Start shaking and start lifting the ground up. Uh, the car, I mean. Start lifting it. 
What were you saying to each other? We died. We thought we were dying. Yeah. You know, we didn't know what to do. Did you shout? Did you cry? Or? I was screaming. I was hystericals. We're all talking like aliens. Uh, explain this. If you're doing 200 kilometres, you blow out a back tyre. Would you? Would you roll a car or what? Yeah. Is that? Does that explain it? H how long? Were you there? How long were you suspended? How far off the ground do you think you were? Well, we don't know, because we, we were stunned, you know, we, we were in a state of shock, because we don't know what was going on. All of a sudden, these things on our roof and pulling the car up, we don't know what's going on. So then it dropped you, and you blew a tyre. Yeah. What happened next? Did you get out of the car? Oh, I went down a window, and I, saw, and I felt this thing on the roof, you know? And I said, gee, there's something on top of our roof. I said, it's land on the roof or something, you know? And I didn't know what to do, and I was screaming. And as soon as I said that, a little this um, smoke stuff come into the car. The car was covered in all black stuff, wasn't it? Well, like grit or soot or ash. It was like a soot, black soot stuff, just coming on top of us. So then what did you all do? We thought we were dying. Then we got out the car, and we hid behind the little tree in the bushes, and it couldn't find us. Then we was jumped it, was back it still the there? It was still there, waiting for it, looking for us. Was it on the road or no, moving around? We don't know. It was up the road a bit further. From us? I'm sorry. That's all right. And so up the road a bit further, then they'd come back looking for you? Yeah, and then we took off in the bushes. How long did you stay in the bushes? Oh, about 15 minutes. Then all of a sudden it took off again, and we, when we hopped in the car to take off again, it come after us again. Wouldn't leave us alone. Well, did you... Who, who changed the tyre? Sean changed... took him two minutes to change the tyre. I bet it did. <laughs> we left a jack and everything. We just left everything up there. We just took off. And at that stage, did you think you'd... You were involved with a, with a flying saucer? Yes, we really yeah, we did. did. We said we're dead, you know, we thought we were really dying. The question this morning that possibly, the argument against it, whether it was a UFO or not, that possibly it was a freak, it was a, what they call ball lightning. Do you believe no, that? No, that's not true. No way. No way. If, if it's happening for about an hour and a half, I doubt if it's a ball. <laughs> no you think way. All, all this went on for about an hour and a half? It went on for about an hour and a half. Wouldn't leave us alone. Did any other cars or trucks pass you at yes, that time? Yes, they did. There was a couple of trucks. We tried to pull one up, but, we, she, but we, the lady wouldn't pull up for us because she's a lady truckie. She told us when we got up the road that she didn't know it was us. We were in trouble. Did she see something? Yes, they did. Yeah, they came around last night to have an interview with... What's his name? Um, uh, Fred. I forget his second name there. But they're the ones that reported to the police. There was no witness that said they seen something on our car, but they won't give their name. Went to the police. Did it, when you were trying to put it back together again today and piece together what it might have been, did you cross your minds, maybe it was some military weapon, maybe it was some... No way, it was after us. Was Why that... do you think that, that they'd single out your car? We don't know, it was chasing other cars and all of a sudden it come after us. We don't really know. Because mm. there was four of us in the car. So, none of you got physically hurt, none of you, nobody tried to, you didn't see any, any um, little green men or any men from outer no, space? No, no. No way. Before all of this happened, uh, have any, uh, any of you, any of the four of you, believed in flying saucers? No way. We all thought, no. it, I thought it was all like a crack, you know. I thought, come on, you know, stuff like that, there's only the movies, you know. But the way it happened, it actually seemed like it was a movie. One of the policemen has already said that, uh, that when you finally talked to them, that your mother was, uh, was really shocked. It really looked like you'd seen something horrible out there in the desert. We did. We were like ghosts. We were just like white ghosts. Did you manage to um, sleep last night? No, I couldn't sleep. <laughs> I, I'm too scared to turn the light off now. 
And when we drive along in the car in front, that is behind us all the time. That's chasing us. Are you likely to drive home again? No, I don't think so. Not enough through that way. No way. We're catching train home to Perth. Taking a train back. <laughs> now, the ash that was on the car and in the car, was the ash still there when you got to the police station? Yes, yeah. we left everything. They said not to clean it, don't do nothing with the car. We're getting it all checked out for us. So. Is, is that ash being, um, being analysed? Yep. Yeah, everything is. Everything's going to be You should done. see the tyre. Huh. Do you now believe that there is, is life in outer space? No, actually, I, I'm not saying believe it all, don't you know, but what I'm saying is uh, there, there is something out there which you can't explain, which I don't know. There's definitely something out there. It's got to, something's got to be done. Someone else is going to get really hurt. What could be done? We don't really know. And just one, more, one final question about the, the, the look of it. Do you all agree on the description of it or do you have different ideas? No, what do you think? we definitely agree, agree on the light. Agree. Faye, what sort of light do you think it was? Um, it was uh, all of a sudden it was a small light and all of a sudden it comes so big like this, like a big ball. Could you see anything in the middle of it, anything metallic? Um, we don't really know, you know, we're in a state of shock. I didn't really take notice. Patrick, is that the sort of thing you, you saw? Big ball of yeah. It was like it. Uh, it was like it looked like a truck headlight, and on top it looked like it had a light uh, high beam, like a light high beam, and it like a flash. It was kept on flashing, like yeah. a. It's terrible. And uh, Sean, what, how do you describe it? <sighs> Sean. You'd rather not remember. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. All right, we'll leave it at that. I thank you for your time. That's okay. Bye bye. Bye. That's the Knowles family, and as with all the UFO stories, believers will believe and non-believers will scoff perhaps. I've said before, it's always intrigued me when people claim to have been taken away by little green men and flying saucers that they always go for corn farmers from Iowa and never for a Nobel Peace Prize winner or a military genius. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.